What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now, here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Coffee with Jenny B podcast. In my last episode, I talked about my 60 Days of 60 Coffees journey, which led me to the creation of this podcast. The reason I did that is I learned so much on my journey about the coffee community, about the coffee culture, and also more about coffee. I love everything about coffee. And so I wanted to share that love with you. So each episode is going to share a little bit of my love of coffee, my views on coffee, the different coffees I'm drinking, perhaps the different coffee shops that I'm visiting. And I want to hear from you as well. What are some of your favorite coffees? What are some of your favorite coffee shops? And when I talk about community and culture, the other C word that comes to mind is connection. So you're connecting over coffee. You're connecting with the owners of the coffee shops, but you're also connecting with the baristas. So think about it. Baristas are like the front of the house. So if you think about a restaurant and you enter a restaurant, the person that greets you is usually the host or hostess, and they welcome you to the restaurant. They ask you how you're doing, and then they lead you to your designated table. And then they leave you with your waitress, your waiter, your server will be with you momentarily. Now, depending on your first impression of the service that you received from the host or hostess will set up the rest of the evening or the visit for you. So if it was a pleasant, warm greeting, they really felt that they were welcoming you to their establishment, you would sit down and you would sit and wait in anticipation for when the server would greet you. And then once the server arrived, they would also welcome you, ask you how you're doing perhaps, and then take your drink order. And it leaves you with that feeling of being special, of being looked after, of being able to enjoy the evening, knowing that you are going to have a really good time. But imagine though, you had the opposite experience where the host or hostess 
They barely looked at you. They grabbed a couple of menus, led you to the table, threw the menus down on the table, and then walked away. And then the server arrives and says, yeah, what do you want? You'd feel kind of icky. And chances are, and I've done this, is you would say, you know what? Let's get out of here. (laughs) Because you're not going to spend a couple of hours, perhaps a couple of hundred dollars on a meal that may be really good, but the lack of customer service has left you feeling that it's just not worth it. I mean, they say time is money. Well, your time is better spent giving money (laughs) to somebody else who is going to treat you the way that you deserve to be treated. But back to baristas, when you walk into a local coffee shop and greeted by someone who is welcoming you and saying hello and making you feel that you're on an adventure. And so when they ask you, you know, what would you like? If it's your first time visiting that particular coffee shop, you might say, you know, I usually get just a plain coffee, but what do you suggest? And so the barista might say, well, have you tried a flat white? Have you tried an Americano? Oh, you know, I've tried an Americana. I really don't like it. Well, let me tell you, maybe we can do something different for you. And so you see where I'm going here. You are having a conversation with a barista over coffee. You are connecting. The barista is invested in wanting to know what will make you happy. What kind of drink will make you happy? Offering you suggestions on things that you might like. And so Let's say that you decide, okay, you know what? I'm going to have that flat white. So the barista makes it for you. They give it to you. You take a sip and it's like, "Mm, you know, that's not really what I had in mind. I, I really expected something else. And then the barista would say, no problem. What else would you like? Well, I was thinking more of something along the lines of a latte, but I want extra foam. Great, no problem. I'll make it for you right away. So the barista makes up the drink, hands it over to you. Okay, try it. What do you think? Oh, it's perfect. Thank you so much. I didn't realize that this was the kind of drink I wanted. So you see, now the customer has had that really good customer service experience. They know that the barista is invested in making them the drink that they really want. And so they're going to leave that coffee shop with a smile on their face, a cup of that latte that they really enjoy, and they're going to have that memory, even days later, of how delicious that latte was. But even more than how delicious it was, it's how good that experience was with that barista. And chances are, they will go back to that coffee shop And they may order that same drink again, because after all, we are creatures of habit. I tend to order the same drink, and very rarely do I go and try something different. But they'll go back. And what that will happen then is they are building that relationship with that barista, building that relationship with that coffee shop, and they will become loyal to that particular coffee shop. So you see, connecting with each other is very important. And not just over coffee. You may not be a coffee drinker. Maybe your drink is tea or hot chocolate 
you'd still go to a coffee shop and have tea or hot chocolate or mocha because that's also offered on the menu. But again, it's that connection. It's that care that the baristas put into serving you. Now, I don't want you to think that that's all baristas do is pour you coffee or give you tea or hot chocolate. There's a lot that really goes into becoming a barista. And I want to share with you my experience being a barista. Yes, that is right. I worked as a barista for four years for Starbucks. Now, you know about my love of Starbucks. And it was about 20 years ago, I guess. I was working full-time and I, I was visiting the Starbucks location on Academy, which unfortunately is closed right now. I'm not sure if it's closed forever, but it was the first location that I used to always visit. And I just loved the ambiance of this particular coffee shop. There were comfortable chairs that you could sit in. There was a wide open, like windows everywhere that you could look out onto the scenery. And the staff were just amazing. The manager of that particular coffee shop, her name was Stephanie. And Stephanie, oh my goodness, bright eyes, big smile, very warm, always giving hugs and just so exuberant, so welcoming, so warm. And I remember getting a coffee one day and I can't remember if I brought it up or she mentioned it, but it was, why don't you work as a barista? And I thought, yeah, I guess I could do that. So I applied and I showed up for my first day and I got the job, obviously, And I I showed up for my first day and I remember wearing a pair of green earrings. It was a a pair of green earrings that my daughter bought me when she was in, I want to say she was in Spain. I think so. Anyway, the green of the earrings was the exact same green as the Starbucks green. So I remember walking in wearing the earrings and Stephanie's like, you are already accessorizing for Starbucks. So it was pretty cool. But there's a lot that goes into training to be a barista. Now, I I can't speak for other coffee shops, but I can speak from my experience working for Starbucks. I spent a week training on absolutely every aspect of working in a Starbucks coffee shop. There was getting to know the menu items. And, And I'm not talking pastry, but I'm talking drinks. All the espresso drinks, all the cold drinks, the frappuccinos, the the specialty drinks the different types of teas, the different coffees, the origins of the coffee, learning so much, learning how to work the cash register, learning all the buttons for all the modifications, understanding all the modifications, and working drive-through. Although this particular location didn't have a drive-through, but I I ended up working also at the Starbucks on Ellis Avenue. They had a drive-through, or still have a drive-through, I should say, and learning that. But Anyway, back to the Starbucks on Academy. Stephanie was a wonderful teacher and the staff there as well. Everybody worked together. Everybody supported each other. But one of the most valuable lessons I learned in my training working for Starbucks is the level of customer service. So when you think about why you do something or why why businesses do a certain thing or why businesses are in business for the first place, It makes me think about the book by Simon Sinek, Start With Why. What is your why? For Starbucks, their why was 
to create a place that was that third place. So if you think about it, your first place is home. So you brew your coffee, have your tea, you're having coffee at home. The second place could be that you are going to just a coffee shop, in and out, just give me my coffee, you know, rush, rush, rush. But there is that third place, that place that you can sit and relax, listen to music, and just feel that sense of relaxation, that there's no need for you to rush, that they want you to stay there. They want you to enjoy the ambiance of that big, cushy chair, listening to music, and having baristas walk around with samples. Oh, I just made this frappuccino. Would you like to try a sample? Oh, we have this leaven loaf. Would you like to try that sample? But just offering that third place. So that was their why. But along with that feeling of relaxation, of feeling that you have some place that you can enjoy the experience, was the level of customer service. So when you walked into a Starbucks, you would be greeted, similar to that um, good restaurant experience I was telling you about. Hello, welcome. Hi, what can I get for you today? Oh, you know, I'm, I'm really not sure what I'm going to have today. Well, I've got a couple of suggestions. What do you think? Um, you know what? I'd like a dark roast, but I, you know what? I really, I really don't like the dark roast that you have on tap today. No problem. We can do a pour over for you. What kind of coffee would you like? How's that drink for you? Can you try it? Let me know what you think. Yeah, it's okay. But you know what? Here, let me make it for you again. Oh, you know, I'm sorry that you had a bad experience. Here's a coupon for a free drink. So the idea that there's that care again, that wanting to make the experience a really good one for you, that's what was so important about my training at Starbucks. Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now let's get back to the show. Another really kind of cool thing that we did is that at Starbucks, you would come in. So Starbucks had its own language. I call it Starbucksies or Starbucks-ish or anyway. So you'd walk in and say, yeah, you know, I want a, I want a large coffee with uh, cream and maybe some syrup and, you know, throw on some whipped cream. So then translation is, I want a, a grande coffee, half sweet or one pump of syrup with light foam and light whipped cream. Or if you wanted a cold drink, say, you know, like, can I, can I just get um, a large iced tea with lemonade? And uh, you know, I don't, I don't want a lot of ice and, you know, maybe light lemonade. So translation in Starbucks language is an ice grande, light ice, light lemonade, iced tea lemonade. 
And so learning how to repeat back what the customer wanted, but doing it in the way that it's Starbucks was for a couple of reasons. One, so that I understood what the customer wanted. But if I'm calling this drink out or writing this drink on a cup um, or punching it in correctly into the cash register, the person that is going to be making that drink knows exactly what they need to do to make that drink. And in fact, we used to play this game. At, uh, there were there were um, several dice. I forget how many dice you had. And so you had to shake them, shake the dice. And then I think, oh, I think there were five dice. That's right. there. So you had to shake the dice, roll it on a table. And then whatever was on, on the, the top facing you, you had to then call that drink out in the exact order that that drink needed to be made. And so this was practice that to make sure that we were calling the drink, that we were understanding exactly what the customer wanted. Because sometimes the customer knows what they want, but they don't know how to say it. And so being able to provide them with that a little bit of extra help makes, again, the experience really good for the customer. Now, this was training that I was talking to you about Starbucks, but coffee shops will offer that type of training. Although I don't know if it's as excessive, but it's still just as intense because you have to know how to work the espresso machine. You have to know how to tamp down the coffee, pulling the shot, knowing that you want to be able to use that shot right away because if it sits too long, it's no good. You have to pour it out and try again. It's making sure that you've got the right grind on the coffee. It's that latte art that I'm so envious of people who can do that. And I've seen some beautiful art. If you Google latte art, um, either on Instagram or just on the web, you'll see so many examples of really intricate art. So beautiful. I don't know how they do it, but it's just, it's just amazing and, and it's beautiful to see. But there are schools in Canada, and I'm sure all over the world, but in particular, there are schools in Canada where you can learn to be a barista. And it also offers training if you've decided that you want to own a coffee shop. And so they, they will provide that training for you as well. But it's going to school to learn how to be a barista and cover everything that I've mentioned, probably, you know, 10 times more, but I'm just scra scratching the surface of, of what is available. And it's really interesting that being a barista, and again, mine was just a part-time job, but there are people that this is their full-time job and they love doing it. It's not just loving coffee because of course you have to love coffee because you're surrounded by it, but it's that care. It's the people. It's talking to people. I'm an extrovert by nature, so I love talking to people. I love, I, that's where I get my energy, talking to people. So talking to them about coffee, talking to them about their day, asking them what their favorite coffee is. When I'm working the bar, so the bar is where the hot drinks um, are made. So whenever I was working the bar, that was actually my favorite place. If someone ordered a, a specialty drink, so for instance, if you just said, um, you know, I'm just getting a latte. So a latte, you know, espresso, steamed milk, foam on top. I'd still say, how's your drink? But if they wanted something different, so for instance, they wanted an extra hot latte and they wanted 
extra foam or no foam, I would make the drink and then ask them, okay, try the drink. Let me know if this is what you want. And they would try it and either, yes, it's perfect or yeah, it's not quite right. Here, let me make it for you again. Again, it's that connection. And the reason you do that, the reason that you connect, the reason you offer that customer service is because you're building relationships. So let me ask you, who is your favorite barista? I know you have one. Chances are it's the same coffee shop that you go to, probably the same time of day, and you probably order the same drink. So when you walk into that coffee shop, they're saying, Hey, Jenny, how's it going? Nice to see you again. Oh, here, I've got your drink ready for you already. And boy, you feel like, wow, that's amazing. I'm fine. Great. How are you today? So there's a conversation. There's a connection. There's that relationship that's going on. It makes me think of that uh, show Cheers, um, where everybody knows your name. Well, they know your name, but they also know your drink. And so when you visit your favorite coffee shop, you get to know who the baristas are and they get to know you as well. Because again, it's about loyalty. It's about you becoming a regular customer. It's about supporting the coffee shop. And with your support, that keeps the coffee shop open. It helps to pay for the baristas who then provide that customer service to you. And so it's this circle of connection. It's this circle of love that keeps the coffee world going, so to speak. I actually have three favorite baristas and they all work at the Starbucks Ellis location. The first two are Grace and Eva. They work during the day. So when I, whenever I pop by, it's always, hi, Miss Jen. How are you doing, Miss Jen? What can we get for you today? And big smiles, very friendly. And I, I feel kind of, it, it's kind of neat that they call me Miss Jen. I just, I just think that's so, so really cool. And I love it. The third favorite barista, his name is Brendan, and he works part-time, uh, typically in the evenings. Whenever I come in, it's like, hey, Jenny, how's it going? How are you doing? What can I get for you today? Would you like your favorite coffee? And he's just so exuberant and so friendly and just so excited, and it's just really good. So all three of them they give me that really good sense of customer service and I always feel welcome whenever I enter the coffee shop. So I leave you with this thought. If you don't have a favorite barista or you don't visit a coffee shop on a regular basis, I encourage you to support your local coffee shop because they can use the support. They can use the love. And I'm sure you can use the coffee. So go out there, build that relationship, get to know your baristas, get to know your local coffee shop. So until next time, enjoy your coffee. And if you like this episode, please tell your friends and share the coffee love. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee.
come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com.